2: I'll say that ain't nobody not out there that even wants to be a little bit
4: mellow now, is there? Anybody wants to
2: get mellow, you can turn around and get the fuck out of here, all right? This is the Trunk Nation podcast, podcast with host
3: Eddie Trunk. Hey folks, it's Eddie Trunk and this is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Hope you guys are all having a great week. And thank you for listening and tuning in. We got a great one for you on the podcast this week. Charlie Benanti, Scott Ian, Frank Bello, and Joey Belladonna of Anthrax all together. This was a recent Trunk Nation virtual invasion. As I tell you guys all the time, everything you hear here on this podcast originated on my Sirius XM radio show which is called Trunk Nation and heard on volume channel 106 Monday through Friday, live two to four Eastern nightly re airs 10 to midnight Eastern. And anytime you want on the Sirius XM app, if you're only listening to the podcast and then, and you're in the U S or Canada, you're getting a tiny fraction of what I do on a five day a week basis on volume on Sirius XM. So please come on board. And every once in a while I do these virtual invasions where I put a bunch of artists together or a full group together, We have some listeners call in and ask some questions or zoom in in this case and ask some questions. This is all also captured on video. So if you are a SiriusXM subscriber, you can go to the SiriusXM app and see the interview you're about to hear. And it was a lot of fun. The Anthrax guys, I have huge history with. We go way, way back. They did a fantastic series on YouTube where they celebrated their 40th anniversary They did a great live stream, which we talk about in this interview, which has since aired, which was really, really good. And uh, they're celebrating their 40th, I think, a little early, given that the first record really didn't come out until, what, 83, 84? But we see a lot of bands getting a jump on that and using it as a marketing angle. Anthrax also on some upcoming events, including Rocklahoma, which I am hosting coming up on Labor Day weekend. So looking forward to sharing this with you here on the podcast, the latest virtual invasion, a an almost hour-long interview with four members of Anthrax, Joey Belladonna, Charlie Benanti, Scott Ian, and Frank Bellow. The only person you do not hear included in this that's currently in the band is guitarist John Donais. He obviously was not part of the history, which a lot of this conversation was about, but great guy, great player as well, but that is why he wasn't included in this. Uh, thank you. I hope you enjoy it. At Eddie Trunk, Twitter and Instagram, please be sure to follow. Facebook fan page, eddytrunk.com is the official online home. My appearance is on the homepage as well. Without further ado, let's get to it. Anthrax on this week's podcast. Enjoy. Thank you for tuning in as we spend an hour talking to a truly, truly legendary band in the world of rock and metal and some guys that uh, are celebrating a 40th anniversary remarkably. And I can honestly say for almost all of those 40 years, I have known them and they have all been friends and we have experiences and stuff between us and Bellows already acting up and getting me off my game before we even got started.
2: I said one thing. I don't know why it affected you like that. I have no idea.
3: It didn't take long. Uh, I am joined by four fifths of the current lineup of anthrax. We will go around the horn. It's like the Brady bunch. If you're watching on zoom, we're going to go to my, uh, starting to my right. I guess we're going clockwise anthrax lead singer, Joey Belladonna, Joey B. How are you? Yeah. (laughs) That's all you got, Joe. How's it going? Eddie, (laughs) you don't have to lean in Joey. I like leaning in Frankie's doing it. So I got to do it too. (laughs) i'm just because i'm neurotic i can't kiss the damn thing (laughs) um continuing on the uh bottom of 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 joey down below there is uh charlie benanti charlie good to see you hey good to see you ed how's vegas yeah good all right let's go (laughs) (laughs) it's dinner time everybody's got somewhere to be um and then of course in his car is scott ian scott good to see you where are you at exactly I'm at, uh,
5: well, I won't say exact. Well, Malibu Bluff Skate Park, actually in uh, Malibu. My son is right over there in the skate park, and uh, I'm being a good dad, and I'm sitting in the car doing an interview with you.
3: All right, all right. <laughs> and then uh, with the killer glasses on, just looking marvelous over here. Oh, I'm thrilled. Bass player Frank Bello. What's with those How glasses? Are you guys?
2: I can't see. What do you want me I can't see so good. I, I know. <laughs> what am I going to do? Your box is like this. I'm not saying you're a box, Eddie. The box looks like this small and this stupid thing, but I'll get over it. Me- how, how about this? You like it now, buddy? Eddie? You like this now? It's okay? I have so much more to give you that, that's private. Oh, forget it, dude. I got good stuff.
3: I know. You got your own stuff. See, when you got your own stuff to promote, you don't want to go off the rails too much because you need the time to promote your own stuff. But when you don't, then you'll don't- go off. Oh, and the other stuff. I don't care about that. I care about the stuff I got to give you. <laughs> All ahead, right. So ahead. anyway, 40 years of Anthrax is crazy. Now, I was thinking about this, and I talked to you about this, Charlie. Some bands mark their beginning of when they started from the year that their first record came out, where I think a lot of fans see it that way. Others mark their anniversary from when they first met and first had the idea for the band. Why now did you feel was the right time to celebrate 40 years of Anthrax? We'll start with you, Charlie.
4: Well, I think Scott wanted to base it on when he started it back in high school. So I agreed to it, but then in three years from now, we're going to do when I got in the band and when our first album came out, that'll be the next 40 years that we can celebrate. So that's <laughs> going to go in that order.
3: <laughs> <It works. But laughs> Scott, <you> in. <laughs> Scott, was <laughs> the it for, for you, for you, 81, what happened in 81 where what, that you wanted to market as 40 years now? It was actually the first time
5: it was ever called Anthrax. Uh, It was me and Danny Loker, uh, three other guys, um, who jammed that night at a rehearsal place in Flushing, Queens. And uh, Danny and I had been talking about, for months and months at that point, talking about starting a band together. He was in another band. His band broke up. And uh, we knew, like, we were going to, have a band together. And we wanted to call it Anthrax. That was the plan. And uh, that night, July 18th, 1981 was the night that we jammed and we felt like it just felt great. And it, it sounded good. And we all had fun. And uh, The rehearsal ended and that. We just, it was just said, well, this is it. This is Anthrax. We are Anthrax.
3: When you say you jammed on that day with Danny and the band was formed 40 years ago, Obviously, with different guys at that time, but what did you jam on? I imagine it was covers, right?
5: Uh, we played Kiss Alive from
3: start to finish. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that, actually. Kidding. I would actually gotta believe go. that. You got to take a shot. You got to take a shot. You said yeah, Charlie kiss. wanted to play a drinking <laughs> yeah. game. Whenever somebody mentions Kiss, we'd be drunk within an hour. But no, Scott, Scott
5: can't because he's driving. <laughs> um, no, I mean, you know, I'd be hard pressed to remember most of it but for sure i mean by that point july of 81 we were already we were playing priest covers maiden covers motorhead covers sabbath covers uh all that kind of stuff
3: frankie for you you came in a few years earlier a few years later rather but you were uh involved in talk about your entrance into the band what year was that exactly
2: what was it um 83, 84. Was, I was really a tech, not a really bad technician as a roadie kind of guy. I hung out with the guys pretty much. And, um, and then when I heard there was a bass opening, I, I auditioned. It was as easy as that, man. It really, I was, I'm still friends with Danny. Um, and then I, I auditioned, got in the band, and then was, we've been on the road ever since, it feels like.
4: And Joey, Actually, what about was, you? Was, was, wasn't that like the, the spring of 84? We were about yeah, to it, go on tour. It was
2: because yeah. I had to graduate early to get out of school early just to come on tour with Anthrax. Because I got in the band, I still wasn't finished with school. So I doubled up on my credits to get out of high school to go on the College of Anthrax. That's what happened. It, and, it worked like that.
4: John, didn't Johnny Z write the note to your principal, yeah, Frank my needs Principal, to leave early? He's got go he to go tour, on tour. By, by, the way. Way. Yeah, by the way.
2: By the way. By the way, Frank Mello needs to go on tour with anthrax and being a smelly van for three weeks that smells like farts the whole time. It's good times, baby. Come out. Frank, do you remember your first show? Lamore's, it's on tape. I just, you know, somebody just said that to me the other day. It's on, it's on YouTube, dude. My first show is on uh, on YouTube. The Lamore show is insane. I, I look like a Guido. It was awesome. Not, not unlike right now. I know. Um,
3: it's any different than now. <laughs> Yeah, but everybody I
2: every,
4: everybody in Lamors looked like Guido, so it didn't matter. Yes, yeah, so I was at home
2: there. It didn't matter. So it, it all it all worked. I'm going back right now. See, I'm celebrating. I cut my hand yeah. to celebrate the look I had done. It all <laughs> works, Eddie. You understand? I'm going back. I'm over here now, right? I'm over here. Nice. Let's get so Joey
3: involved here. Joe, you came in around the same time as Frank or a little after, right? 85. I dropped in from nowhere.
5: <laughs> actually it was the end, it was 80, it was actually 84. I thought it was 80, late, late 85. No, no. We we were doing shows. Armed and dangerous came out in spring of 85. Oh, so,
6: so I came in at 80. So I so I came and visited yeah. you in 84 then. Okay, I'll take the air. Yeah. 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 yeah it, deal. Was, it was late, late 84 when Joey came
5: in.
3: Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Joey, what do you remember? What were your first impressions of the band? They had already had a record out, obviously. They had been around a little bit when you and I know you and 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 very well in the music that you love. I imagine it was pretty jarring when you heard the music that Anthrax was making and trying to figure out, hey, am I the right guy to sing this?
6: Yeah, you know, it, it crossed my mind, but you know, I, I didn't even think about the label type stuff. I thought that they, you know, they're in the mode of making a record and stuff, and and they, they seem to have everything going their way the music sounded pretty great you know to me and it was heavier than than what i heard but not not that far away where i didn't think i could adapt to it so i, I was feeling good about that they had great gear and they sounded sounded really good and they Are were
2: he still
3: saying that am i the right guy to sing this <laughs> <laughs> what's that oh, that's what he's he say said you still, still say, singing. am i the right guy to sing this <laughs> yeah i
4: don't know yeah right uh, Okay. I remember. I remember. Uh, I remember. Joey came in. And he's like, "This doesn't sound like Poco," and then he <laughs> he stayed anyway. <laughs> yeah, was like
2: he knew there was free coffee, know. so he's in. He was in. He's staying. Didn't matter. Yeah,
4: there was coffee.
6: <laughs> yeah. I, how do you judge anything when you get there? You just got to see it. You got to see it through. You know that was that was the key. Is just to make make sure that everybody was on on the
3: same wavelength. You know, Joey. What was the first song you sang with the band? Do you remember? Probably "Oh Sherry." <laughs> what, was it? Really? <laughs>
6: I think I think I don't remember anything that of their music first. I think I think they said, go on in and like warm up or, you know, let's get when some. You, dude,
2: I don't know. When you warmed up, dude. When you did warm up. Yeah. When you went in the booth to actually warm up, your first thing that you actually did on the mic was should have been gone. And it sounded, yes, it sounded like- awesome. It really did. And
6: then I, I think Weird. I did lights too on top because I had nothing else to give at that point. I don't know, you know, and then we—I think "Armed to Dangerous" really was one, one of my first cuts. I think
4: I'm—I'm I'm correct. I thought—I yeah. thought the first one of the first songs you you sang was Medusa. Hmm. For Anthrax, yeah. No, because
5: I don't. I feel like I remember. Didn't we write? Didn't the words to that get written when John yeah, was later, like it, on you're you're later on? Right. Yeah.
1: That's
4: right. I, I remember I mean, was, because remember, if,
5: if you ask Johnny, he wrote the lyrics to that, and uh, <laughs> yeah. and I think no, I, that was like that was out like at the Sundance or something, and like in when we did that short run in early '85 or something like that. Anyway,
4: that was I, a little I, right. So, wait, so when we did that short run, was Arm the Dangerous coming out?
5: It just came out because I think that was the support. I, I, I looked this up, yeah, when. When uh, for one of my interviews for the docuseries, I actually looked it up and Armed and Dangerous came out like right when we did that short Northeast run. So like, yeah, essentially we were supporting that. Well, that's why I,
6: I think that's one of the first songs I did. I'm almost sure if it was slow and, it'd, you know, get going. And it just seemed yeah. like it, I don't even have the cassette of that that take. Pretty
4: and, good. Uh what was the other one? It was Raise Hell was on that. Yeah, Raise
6: Hell and then uh right, course, right. Metal Thrashing Mad. Metal Thrashing Man and Panic. God save the
3: Queen. You know, right. I think you got right. all that stuff out first. Uh, well, I've said many, many times that Joey's voice and hearing Joey's voice singing over the music you guys were making is was my gateway into that world of metal because that was uh that Joey, you were the X factor for me, man. Hearing somebody sing like that was unprecedented in that kind of music and it's it still is to a large degree there's so much new metal that i would love so much more if there was singing versus screaming i mean that's just my personal taste and uh, your voice is still amazing man i don't know how you've done it all these decades but it's still incredible anybody that has seen anthrax play uh, knows that uh, you're truly incredible that you can still do it do you still feel good doing it are you still confident going up there doing it if do you feel you lost anything as, it, as 40 years have gone by
6: No, I just uh, feel the same. I just, I feel like I know it all much better. I feel much more comfortable just doing it. You know, it's it's a lot easier. I don't think
5: about it at all, you know. Scott, we're so lucky. We're so lucky that, you know, you could, there's a handful of dudes out there that, you know, some of them doing it even longer than we have. I think everyone who I'm going to mention, but we're so lucky because we've got a guy who, much like Robin Zander or Bruce Dickinson or Glenn Hughes or Rob Halford. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, guys that have been doing it even longer than us who still, uh, they just, it's insane how good they are. And you know, we're, we're in that same boat with Joey. It's like, we're, we're so lucky to have that.
3: I want to talk
4: I Scott, sometimes You mentioned... sometimes with, uh, with Joey, it's like, I feel, Like the same with a lot of us, too. Like, once we get out there and we kind of almost test the vibe out there, then it becomes you're on autopilot, you know? And it's like, I don't even think Joey pushes it. I think it's just natural. It just comes out.
3: Yeah, it's amazing. Scott, you mentioned the docuseries. I want to bring that up because it's awesome. And for people listening or watching, if you have not checked it out yet, go to YouTube. Uh, I will, I'm caught up the latest episode that's up now, I think is through worship music, but it chronicles, there is an anthrax 40 documentary on YouTube that chronicles from, from 81 right through, I'm assuming it's going right till now, but it's, uh, it's fantastic. You literally talk to everybody that's been included in the band or the band's history. Talk about that coming together. We'll start with you, Scott. Well, you know, because of COVID, we knew we weren't going to be able to actually go out and,
5: you know, do a 40th anniversary run around the actual anniversary, which of course would have been great to be able to do. So at some point last year, you know, sitting around in quarantine that the idea came up to, well, what if we were able to do like some type of docu-series like this, where, you know, kind of the oral history of the band and, uh, that's, you know, we contacted Jack Bennett who we've done a bunch of work with before he's directed videos for us and uh, he's doing the live stream with us. And, um, and we just, we kind of put it together and, you know, we, we stayed way out in front of it because we knew it was going to be a a shit ton of work and still is because there's there's still an episode or two to go. Um, But yeah, I I think it's been great. And um, it's just so great. Reliving so much of it and telling stories and, bring make so many other memories come back and uh seeing other people pop up you know other whether it's guys that were in the band or uh you know friends of ours from other bands and hearing what they have to say you know you included ed um johnny z for me when johnny z said i think it was whatever the one of the first episodes johnny z goes anthrax they were a pain in my ass and i said to jack bennett I said, I want every episode just to start with that. That has to start every single episode because he's speaking the truth. We were a massive pain in his ass, Uh, but it's it's been uh, I'm really happy with it. And I think the plan is to actually cut a long form version of the whole thing and then figure out like a way to, to put that out there.
3: Yeah, I think that'd be great if it was if it was just a, a full film at some point of the whole thing in one yeah. chunk because it's I love watching it like this so it's kind of, it's kind of almost the way people put out music these days where you spoon-feed some songs for a bit and then eventually you give them the full record with everything on it. But for people right. who haven't watched that, it's it's incredible and you know, Frankie, when you watch the that I mean, it, it I would imagine because I don't know knowing you guys like I said almost the entire time and it, it, me watching it, it, it freaks me out because I'm like, I can't believe that all of this has happened. I still feel like we're all just kids still, you know, at Lemoore's or wherever we're at. And then when you watch something like that, and it, it puts it chronologically in perspective of all the things you've done, it blows your mind at the amount of time that's gone by and all the experiences, I think. You know... It's
2: funny talking a person like to a person like you, Eddie because you've been there. You've been there from the, the very beginning of when I was in the band. So the way I look at it, um, it, it went like this you know it, that it's 40 years. I still don't feel like it's been 40 years. Uh, we're hungrier now than ever I think the band as a whole. Um, when I see some of these interviews, I learn things, perspective, not only not only people and in in, in people that were nice enough to do it their perspective, but the band's perspective, watching the band talk about that time in their lives and getting their vibe on it. I I have mine, Charlie, Scott, Joey, they all have theirs. It's interesting for me, just as a, I'm a band member, but as a fan, it's like, God, that's, I didn't even know he felt like that. And it it really hits home to me. So uh, it brings back a lot of great memories. And it also, it makes me realize how lucky we are to have this ride. Really, to be honest, and then we've had, we've had a great ride, and it's come to this, and it's fun to to know that something's next, something we have something very special planned next, new record, new tour, the whole thing. So it's cool to get on that ride, man.
3: Joey, how is it for you watching the watching it so far? Have you enjoyed it? Have you have? There's been uh, moments in it that uh, have been like of interest to you.
6: Well, you know, I mean, it's it's great to live back see what we did and how we got there and obviously there's a hole in there that I was gone and you have to kind of listen to all that you know how much they loved it and how great it was and this and that and you're like you go okay and then you're back and it's like you kind of just have to kind of let it ride you know just do your thing and not worry about it but it is a bit strange Seeing it, but at the same time, I know what we're doing here, and I feel good about what, what, how we do it and what we have ac- accomplished and how good we are at this point. So, I guess I just uh, I have to kind of let that stuff slide, you know.
3: Charlie, for you, uh, on the one last thing on the doc, and then we're going to talk about the stream and a couple other things, and we'll get our callers on. But the thing that I loved so much about this documentary and again it's continuing there's a few more episodes left and it's totally free everybody can just watch it on youtube is the fact that you guys just made the decision to cover everything and talk to everybody whether it's casiano or paul crook or or uh Neil Turbin or Lilker or Bush or anybody you, you know people behind the scenes and then there's the 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 people that are fans of the band whether it's Henry Rollins or Keanu Reeves and all these people that come in and out of the story I thought it was great that you guys went that route instead of it just being you and Scott telling the story you Scott and Frank and Joey or whatever the fact that you opened it up to everybody and wanted all those perspectives I think is one of the things that makes it so great.
4: Absolutely, because if we did it, then it would just be an, oh, it's these guys telling their story. But if the other guys are telling the story, then it backs up the stories that we've been telling in the past. So that to me was the, the important part about it. If you cut to Neil Turbin and it's like, wow, it's Neil's on there. Because for me, seeing Neil was like, wow, that's awesome. You know, it's like I was applauding it. Like, let's hear it, you know, and then having Wilker on there. And then as it just goes on, Spitz did it, you know, it was, it was really important. And I think it shows that there's still this camaraderie, uh, even if they're not in the band, they're still part of this family that we started in 81, you know?
3: Yeah. I did. I I forgot (laughs) to mention Danny, but having Danny there was huge. It was great seeing him. I hadn't seen or heard from Danny in a long time. So, and obviously uh, such a big part of everything.
5: I think the takeaway uh, for me, and and I hope for everybody, whether it's people uh, us guys in the band, people watching it at home, is that you know it really does show that the band, that the idea that Anthrax is is bigger than the sum of its parts. It's that's really that's you know that's been my takeaway from this whole thing is that it's really it's the band, it's the name Anthrax and the band that really just is no pun intended is is the be all end all you know
3: yeah there's great stuff in there there's stuff on on there about records that maybe flew under the radar the married with children stuff that's in there i mean everything the stuff with public enemy i'm the man it's just an incredible uh incredible story it's really well done i encourage everybody to go check it out all right speaking of going and checking out something online the anthrax live stream now we just came out of streaming mania for the last year and a half you guys have jumped in with a live concert that is uh that is premiering on friday it's coming up this week right yes 16 yes <clears throat> So, Charlie, you want to take this one, tell everybody what they're about to see, and we'll go around the horn and get some thoughts on this show you're about to perform as a live stream because I hear you're going to be doing some stuff you haven't done in a while. It's going to be an extended set. What can you tell the audience about it?
4: Uh, we're, 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 you know, playing songs that we haven't played in years. Um, I mean, that's what, that's what we're intending on, on doing. But, uh, you know, we, we play our first show on the 15th. Uh, this coming thursday and uh i'm totally psyched about that so it's going to be like going into that show and then we're going to do our live stream it's going to be supercharged and uh yeah there's going to be songs from fistful spreading among state persistence i mean it just runs the gamut of all different songs that we haven't played in a long time
3: scott give me one that you're looking forward to playing the most that you haven't played in a long time i want to get one from everybody go ahead what's yours
5: Keep it in the family. Took mine.
3: Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, you got a different one.
2: One uh, well, we haven't played in a long time. Well, yeah, give it, think. give some nuggets aftershock. for people. How about aftershock.
3: Joey, How about lone justice. Oh, you're gonna do lone justice? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> If only I could have heard that, man! I can't wait to buy it so I could hear that. That'd be amazing to hear that you guys do that again. Can you still sing? (laughs) Can you still sing that, Joey, like that, man? That's up there. Could you still sing it? Yeah, we do everything in the right key, Eddie. We don't mess around. All right.
2: (laughs) There's a confident player right right there, huh?
3: (laughs) Charlie, what about you? the The decision to do a, a live stream now, and what are you looking forward to playing that you haven't played in a while? Um, two
4: songs. I love the song now it's dark, and we haven't played that in a long, long time. and then we're digging one up from the killer bees, uh protest and survive. That's another good one.
3: And then from here, you mentioned live shows so you I know you're gonna play uh, the, the night before in at Rockfest in Kadat, Wisconsin. Does does this start now, essentially a 40th anniversary tour? Are you going to just be going out for a while now and, and a bunch of dates coming up?
4: Well, that's the start of it. And then it finishes in November um, in uh, Daytona. So from now till then, we're going to be doing Sturgis. We're going to be playing, you know, Louder Than Life, all Aftershock, all of those big festivals and some radio shows too. So we're super stoked about that.
3: Yeah, I think I know, you're back on Rock, a... Oklahoma too, right? You're back on Rock, Oklahoma, wow. I believe too, right?
5: Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think that's September 4th, and we have, uh, I think September 2nd is a headline show because it's mostly one-offs. We're not going out like for five months, but uh, in you know, just like Charlie was saying, festivals. Well, I know we're doing a headliner in Corpus Christi. I think is like September 2nd, and we've got uh, Phil Anselmo and the Illegals opening for us there. I'm I'm really looking forward to that show.
3: Yeah, I host Rockle Home every year. If you guys remember the last time you played it, we were on your bus and the bus yeah, was rain. shaking, the wind and the rain coming in. I remember that. That was, that was just great. nuts. That was a good
2: time.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> better be there, weather right? this this Labor Day weekend when you play it. All right, two other quick things and we should tell people to get the stream, go to anthraxlive.com. That's where you want to go to order the stream bundles, tickets, the whole thing. And then, uh, and then check your time zone too, because obviously depending upon where, you know, what time zone you're in, it's, it's seven Eastern, right? Yeah. yeah.
5: Well, it's, yeah. also it's going to be up for a week. Like it's going to be available to watch and buy tickets. So like, you know, we know a lot of people are going to be at rock fest over the, the weekend, but they can watch it on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. You know what I mean? So It's going to be up for a week.
3: Okay, so it's archived. So you can watch it live at 7 Eastern or whatever the time conversion is. (laughs) And if that time doesn't work for you and you buy the stream, you can watch it at your convenience. Again, get all the information, get your tickets, bundles, merch, anthraxlive.com. Easy enough for the web address. Two quick things, then we're going to get the audience involved. You guys have done bourbon, I understand. And there's a new one coming out. Uh, Frankie, you want to take that one?
2: Well, I went, we went up. Scott and I went upstate the other. Well, how long ago was that, Scott? Last week. Last week we went up. Met Scott up upstate and um, sipped some good stuff, man. Um, and we did some tasting. And we we got the one that was right. I think, Scott. What do you What are your thoughts on it? And take it from here because you know a lot more than I do.
5: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's our. I think it's our fourth whiskey with Hill Rock. yeah. Yeah, because we did the first one, then we did the two evil twin rise. And, uh, so it's our fourth collaboration with Hill rock and, uh, yeah, it's, it's just been great. You know, we're, we're whiskey fans. So, uh, to get to work with Hill rock and, and, uh, which is a product that we all love and, you know, we pick it. It's not like we're just slapping our name on a bottle and they're putting it out there. We're actually a a kind of a part of the process. And, uh, and yeah, we wanted, we wanted to have something to commemorate, what better way to commemorate 40 than to be able to raise a glass. And uh, so, yeah, we do have a, a bottle of their Solera aged bourbon um, coming soon. And uh, it's it's mighty
2: fine whiskey. By the way, we, we drank more than one glass. I was hammered the other night. Was
3: good. <laughs> <laughs> and Charlie, why don't you jump in on the on the comic book? Because there's a graphic novel that is out or coming out. What can you tell us about that? uh the graphic
4: novel is out it's
3: uh z2 comics
4: approached us um kind of in the beginning of the pandemic and um josh bernstein who you know and brought out this idea about doing an among the living uh graphic novel taking each song title writing a story for each title and uh it was one of the greatest things ever and uh we just we all got absorbed into the whole thing so uh, we reached out to, uh, writers like Rob Zombie, Gerard and Mikey Way from My Chemical Romance, Corey Taylor, and, uh, they all agreed to do it. And it just started to come together in such a great way. And, uh, Scott wrote the, I am the law. I did the cover for the, for the, I am the law comic. Frankie wrote a story. Joey did the whole forward. So it was a complete group effort. And, um, when I, when I read things online about it now, that people who have gotten it, they, they're so happy with it. So that makes me completely happy. It came out great.
3: Very, very cool. All right, let's do a break. Let's come back with more. We're with Frank Bellow, Scott Ian, Charlie Benanti, Joey Belladonna of Anthrax. They are celebrating their 40th anniversary. I just gave you a few of the things that are happening in celebration of the anniversary, the YouTube series, the live stream on Friday. Again, anthraxlive.com. Comic book, fourth bourbon coming out, live shows starting up again, a lot going on 40 years into their remarkable career Uh, that continues. And of course, uh, some of the best anthrax albums are among the last two, in my opinion. So the band just keeps humming along and getting stronger, even after 40 years, pretty amazing. We'll be right back with more with the members of anthrax on this week's Eddie trunk podcast. Addiction plays hardball. He
2: would hit me with these verbal attacks.
3: Let's get back to more with Anthrax on this week's Eddie Trunk podcast. Again, be sure to get their live stream. You can go to anthraxlive.com for more information about that. The band is going to be doing an extended set, some songs they have not done live in a very long time or ever. Real quick, before we get the callers, I just thought about that. Is there any song that you're doing in the live stream that you've never played live in your career?
5: It's <clears throat> a good question. Uh, yeah, did we play. Ever play Protestants
4: Survival?
6: No, no, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think we
4: did. Uh, I don't know. I thought we did, but I could be wrong. We might have done it It's been forty wow. years, so you yeah. know, it'll be like new.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get our first uh, listener viewer joining us right now. He's joining <laughs> us from Roslyn, Pennsylvania. It is exactly. Philip Geeman. Philip, welcome. How are you?
6: Good. How are you guys doing? How are you doing, yeah, Eddie? Phillip? Good, Phil. Um, hey, as uh, Eddie mentioned, your last two studio albums, Worship Music and For All Kings, were extremely strong. Um, in addition to Joey coming back to the band, um, what do you see as some
5: additional reasons behind this? Uh, Frank, you, you want, want to take, take it? Take...
3: Scott, go ahead.
5: Well, I, you know, I just think it's a case of getting better at what we do Um, you know I'd like to think as time goes on the more records we make uh, the better we get at making records at writing songs uh, and knowing what we want to hear on a record uh, and maintaining focus and and all of that Uh, I just you know I just think we've gotten better at at being anthrax and it really shows on worship music and for all kings
3: and, Philip, you had a second question? Uh, yes. In uh, 1991,
6: you participated in the U.S. leg of the Clash of the Titans with Slayer, Megadeth, and Alice in Chains. Uh, would you share a memorable story
3: from that tour? You probably have a bunch. Frank, you want to take that?
2: Uh, my, favorite, my favorite story on that is still the fish story with Slayer. Uh, was that the last show of the tour, guys? Yeah, Miami, Florida. Yeah. My, that, Miami. that was Miami where it was the last show of the tour and we wanted to do something to Slayer because they're our friends and we, we like to laugh. So during, what song was it? Remember what song it was? Well, uh, oh, you, you
4: gotta, you gotta kind of go before that. Well, take it, Charlie. Slayer I'll chime in. Take it, take it. Slayer don't smile on stage. They're very, <laughs> you know. They're, they're metal. That's it. And so we were going to try and get them the crack to crack, to smile and laugh. That's and That's the uh, whole point so the rigger um we bought we got this huge fish and it stunk so bad and and he and he flew it all the way up into the truss and when they were going to start angel of death the the fish was going to lower down but it was going to stop right in front of tom (laughs) and as soon as he got there man tom just kind
2: (laughs) of he could not lost it it was the best and it came you know what's great about it it came down really slow eddie during you know the whole beginning, it came down really slow, so it was it really went well. And then Tom had no choice, a fucking fish is at his microphone, it was the best, man. You had, <laughs> awesome. you had no choice but to laugh, it was awesome
3: like Stonehenge and Spinal Tap, except for fish coming <laughs> yeah. down. Yeah, yeah.
6: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you have a favorite Gary. memory
3: from that tour?
6: Uh, I just loved uh, I love when Dave Dave was staying and he just. I don't know. It's just funny watching the uh, the, the friction between us. Uh, sometimes, you know, get out of the hallway and Dave, we're going to be all right. We're not going to hurt anybody. You guys can come down the hall. Don't worry
3: about
6: it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I could never figured that part out. I was like, we're all together here. What's wrong? I just <laughs> talked to you ten minutes. Ago, now we got to move away.
5: <laughs> Scott,
6: well, anything well, you want to I jump in me. on?
3: Yeah, I could,
5: yeah, I I could crack up with them about it. You know, it's just too funny. Yeah. Just to, to it's actually to touch on the same story with the fish. Um, two things, Terry and Jeff also both, I think they actually kind of noticed it before Tom even noticed it. So <laughs> they both broke and started laughing, but to back it up earlier than that, Slayer's end of tour to prank on us was they were shooting us while we were playing with paintball guns. So <laughs>
4: <laughs> it was nothing which, funny about that <laughs> which which that story uh about two weeks prior to that happening we all bought paintball guns and uh we had a night off and everybody was whatever drunk and there was a lot of acid in the pool if you remember and um yeah and then we uh anyway Long story short, the next day, the place was shot up with fluorescent green, pink, green, uh, yellow paintballs everywhere. The Omni sign outside the uh, hotel was just, it looked like the United Col- Colors of Benetton. It was just like every color was on that thing. Sure enough, we all got charged like about four grand a piece for cleaning up. And, uh, I'll never forget that day. Rick, Rick Downey, our tour manager, just shows us this bill and we're like, oh, fuck. It was a great night.
2: Expensive night. That
3: was expensive booze that night. But that ties into the Slayer shooting us with paintballs. All right. Let's bring in Arlo. Arlo Taylor. Arlo is from Little Rock and he is next up on the Trunk Nation virtual invasion with the members of Anthrax. Again, the stream is coming your way starting on Friday, 7 o'clock Eastern, anthraxlive.com to get your tickets. Arlo, welcome. What's going on?
6: Hey, thanks, guys. I really enjoy your music, and I'm just psyched to be here. And really, my question is, as, a, as the band has grown and evolved over the
4: years, how different is your sound today versus what you were pursuing or envisioning when you started out.
3: That's probably a good one for Scott since he started the whole thing back in 81. So Scott, why don't you take that? Are
5: you, are you talking about specifically like, like guitar tones or you mean the overall sound of the band? Well, he's
3: gone now. So I'm going to answer for him and say, he's probably, he's probably (laughs) referring to just the evolution of the band and the music from the beginning to now, I would think.
5: and, and what did he want to know? What's different?
3: Yeah, the, the evolution, I guess if you if oh. you envisioned the evolution of the sound being what it when you first started being what it's evolved into.
5: I mean, no, you know, um, I, I don't think certainly even when we were making fistful of metal, I don't think anyone was looking forward 35, 40 years, you know wondering what are we gonna sound like then. I you know <laughs> I, I, I will say, uh, you know, we've always done the best we can in the time we've had to make records. You know, you, you, you'd be out on a tour and, you know, like I'm talking back in the 80s when you would know, all right, well, the tour's starting to wind up. We should probably start thinking about working on on new stuff. And, you, you know, we'd start writing and we'd come home and we'd spend a couple of months uh, in New York working on stuff and get right back in the studio. And, you know, we would do everything we could in that time we had uh, based on the schedule just to do the best we can. Um, and th- then you'd see where you went, you'd see how you evolved when, when a record was done. You know, I mean, if anyone else wants to to jump in on this, uh, but,
4: uh, <clears throat> Dur- during like a touring cycle, you're starting to bring in different things, different moods, different sounds. So by the end of that touring cycle of that one record, First of all, you're playing those songs at such a, you know, you're playing them like an expert at this point. So by the time you get off the tour, you're so pumped up to go and start to do something new that the things that you picked up in those 18 months, that's going into your next record. So sometimes we've been accused of maybe being too ahead of things sometimes. And then usually everything has to catch up and, I always felt that way with us. Like we 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 were making music like for ourselves and for, for the fans, but a, a lot of times too, we were ahead of it and it just needed to catch up. But that's music, I guess. We were evolving. Every year we were moving on, you know.
3: Before we take the next caller, I want to bring in Joey and Frankie here because one of the things that I love so much about Anthrax is the fact that as heavy as the band is, It's never at the expense of melody. There's always great singing and great harmony and choruses and melody. And I know, Joey, you as the lead singer, and Frank, you doing a lot of backing vocals, that's something that's important to you and that you work really hard on. And Joey, given your background, being into so much melodic rock, I think that's really something that I think I would think would be something that you're really always pushing for, right?
6: Yeah, I mean, when you approach a tune, you're looking for great sections to to really shine on and and just take it to the highest elevation you can you know not even just far as as far as a key but I'm just saying just to take it have a great great magnitude to to put the song to make it sound like really cool and catchy not to even be commercialized just to have good a good hook you know I I love a good melody but at the same time just want to sing with some great enthusiasm as much as I can with some great style you know the style and tone
2: so for me i, I think we have a great tool in joey belladonna's voice so it's, it's 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 easier to write with that and knowing you have the range he has and it's just joey's natural sound that comes out of his voice it's just a, it's a really nice pleasant sound and he put that together with our our band sound the heaviness of that is anthrax that's, the, that's what separates us from a lot, I think, right there. That's what, that's what makes it sound different. That's what the melodic thing comes in. And, and I, I look forward to that and having this really heavy music and getting Joey's voice on top of that, making the melody like just peak. His voice can peak on those things. And we utilize that a lot in that, right. anthrax. So I think that's important. All
3: right. Let's bring in our next listener and viewer. If you're watching on the SiriusXM app, here is Jeff Hawkins, and Jeff is from Palm Springs, California, and he is up next with Joey, Charlie, Scott, and Frank from Anthrax. Hey, Jeff, welcome. Thanks for being here.
4: Hey, guys, can you hear me?
3: Yes. We got you. Yeah.
4: Hey, thank you. Thank you, Eddie, for doing this. I'll be quick because I know you. I heard the thing about the time allotment. Uh, I love spreading the disease and among the living so much, but we're all kings and, and worship music are even better because you guys keep getting better and uh you know i I love a band that i grew up with that only gets better and that is definitely anthrax so my question pertains to worship music because i think it is the greatest record you guys have ever made and it's my favorite and it's also in my top 25 albums of all time so wow two two parts part is What is your favorite track from Worship? And is there any chance you guys will ever play that album in its entirety live? How about
3: In the End for me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, In the End is just a brilliant, brilliant song. So Joey has In the End. Charlie, what about you?
4: Um, there's a song that we really neglect and it's called the giant, which I think is a really great song. And for some reason we just kind of left it on the record and we never, you know, I, that's a song I'd love to play live. It's such a great song. Um, and of course earth on hell. That's,
3: that's my favorite song. Scott, you got a favorite from worship music? Um, um, it's tough between,
5: uh, in the end and devil, you know, but I probably have to lean towards in the end.
3: Frank.
2: Oh, hard. Yeah. In the end is, is epic. It's fun to play that every night too. When we do it, it's, it's awesome. Uh, Susan, Susan rain on that record too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. No. no, Well, I like that song anyway. So, <laughs> I, it, it, um, um, yeah, there's a lot of records, you know, it, it happens. Um, I still, in the end, it's just, it's an epic song. I just love that
3: song. Yeah, and of course, when you guys did that live, many times you would uh, tribute to Dime and Dio and, and drop those scrims and just really, really incredible moment if people saw you guys uh, do that live. And just a quick question, I guess, Scott, if you want to take it, would you ever entertain playing the record in its entirety? That was his other question. <sighs> maybe, maybe a 10-year um, anniversary or something or 20
5: uh maybe. Uh, you know, we, look, we did that with among and, and it was, uh, it was great, but I don't know that we need to, I, uh, here's, that's my answer. I I don't know.
3: All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Let's get one more in before our next break. And this is Jonathan Cartwright and Jonathan's joining us from John's Creek, Georgia. And he is next up on the trunk nation virtual invasion with anthrax again the live stream, anthraxlive.com to get your tickets. Jonathan, thanks for joining us. You're on. Yeah, actually from Grand Terrace,
2: California. Uh, real oh, quick, sorry. Charlie, like I said, from okay. California.
3: Yeah. Dude,
2: hey. You're falling off a ledge, dude. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, baby.
4: Hey, Charlie, <laughs> next time you go to Gene and Jude's, uh, get a hot dog for me, okay? <laughs> okay, you want fries on that or no? Yeah, uh, sure, sure. Yeah, I used to live in <laughs> Berwyn, so I, I, that's our inside <laughs> joke there.
2: Um, uh, that's funny. Nice. Um, I became an Anthrax fan at the age of 13 in 1988, State of Euphoria. is my favorite album because that's what got me into you guys, and I guess, Scott and Charlie, a question would be for you. BL Endall is my favorite song by you guys. Uh, can you tell me something uh, uh, maybe I wouldn't know about that song and the album? <laughs>
4: Uh, the cello was the key part to the to the melody of, of that song. Um, it was supposed to be haunting, and that's why the cello started that whole album off. Um, but Scott could tell you more about the lyrics to be all end all. Uh,
3: on that note, we just lost Scott. He just disappeared. Oh, there he goes. Yeah, oh. hold on. Yeah, sorry. Oh.
4: Scott's like, I hate that song. I don't want to talk about it.
3: Yeah. Pulled
4: just, over.
5: Hello, you guys there? <laughs> Uh, no, I, I love that song. I love, uh, I love "Be All End All." He wanted, it, what, what, what it's about? I, I mean, I, I, it's kind of, you know, the title pretty much says it all. It, you know, it's, it's about, it's about, it's about doing your best. It's about not giving up uh, and persevering. Um, you know, be all end all. Just, just do everything you can if there's something out there that that you want. Well, we uh, have
3: that now. Next up is Jose, and Jose, I'm not sure where you're joining us from. Where are you exactly? Toronto. Toronto. Welcome, Jose. Thanks for being here, and uh, what's your question for Anthrax? So first
6: thing,
4: shame on everybody. You haven't mentioned today's International Rock Day.
3: I was not aware of that.
4: Everybody forgot that, man.
3: (laughs) Is that? Well, well, that might not be the case on the day this is airing.
4: (laughs) Oh, that's true, but to me, so happy international rug day to everybody.
3: Thank right. you. Jose, what's I your love, question? I love
4: your shirt. I love your maiden shirt. I know where
2: you're coming from. That's all awesome. Scott
3: says he knows nothing about that shirt. He has no idea what you're talking about, he said. I don't know what you're talking we're about. Writing
4: on the wall. Yeah. we
3: hey, so okay. my question, Yeah. Are you from Toronto? Yeah. And you
2: kind of look like Getty Lee a little bit. I'm just putting it out there. Oh <laughs> well, that's good, man. It's a little thing. It is a good thing. Hey. Yeah, for sure. Come on now. Uh,
4: I'm putting it out there. Looking forward to get your uh, book soon. I ordered it already, so I'm just Thank you, that. brother. Thank uh, you. Of course. So, my good. Actually, I think you already weighed on this, Frank. And uh, mm-hmm. well, are you looking forward to meet and greets again? I know that you're kind of done with that, with the handshaking and stuff. But uh, are you? Because I know that's a big part of the business. Me? Me?
2: Yeah, I think that you in in an interview. Yeah, well, I said that thing in that interview that time. Yeah, with the handshaking, because I talked to my doctor that day. He just said, "He says, Frank, be careful because the autoimmune thing I have. He says, be careful when you shake hands because you can get you can get sick like that." Blah blah blah. I'll still shake hands. Let's just put it out there. I'll shake hands. It's done. All right. I say. Uh, I we, say we should just start kissing. Fuck the shaking yeah. hands. Hello. <laughs> well, oh, they, come here. Out, come.
4: The whole thing.
2: Well, just yeah. I mean, we can yeah. hug. Uh, yeah, shake hands is fine. I don't. I don't care. Let's just live, damn it. Let's play.
6: We need those thing on Saturday Night Live with the hand, those
3: fake hands. You need to do a, you need to do like a Howie Mandel and do like a full body condom at this point. I think is probably the way to go. But
1: yeah, I agree.
3: You got to live. You got to just go out there and do it. Thank you, Jose. Appreciate your, appreciate your call or your, your Zoom, whatever you're calling, whatever we're doing here. Uh, Robert is joining us. Robert Greeper. Robert is from Plantation, Florida. At least that's what my screen says. Is that actually where you are, Robert? That is correct. That's correct, Eddie. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Welcome. You're on with Anthrax.
1: Hey, guys. uh, Great uh, talking to you. Uh, uh, Looking forward to the uh, 40th anniversary live stream on Friday night. Um, Just wanted to uh, commend uh, Joey and Eddie uh, for uh, the Ryan James Dio tribute concert this past weekend. And was wondering, could you guys talk about the influence that Dio had on the band?
3: Well, uh-huh. I was just a co-host of it, and I've been lucky enough to do a lot of cool stuff for the Dio Cancer Fund. It's always great to contribute to a great cause in the memory of Ronnie, who we all loved. And Joey, you were a big part of it, man. You did a ton of stuff in there. It was, uh, was awesome, the stuff you did.
6: Thank you. Well, Ronnie was
3: uh, influenced everybody, you know, and he's
6: just awesome and great music, you know, there's nothing like being a part of something that's uh, dear to my heart and- and everybody involved, you
3: know? The thing about Ronnie is, and and you guys can all attest to this, I'm sure, is that he was not only a, an amazing singer, but as a person, just as a human being, just as a guy to to meet and see. It's hard to believe he's been gone 10 years because all of the music, whether it was Sabbath, Rainbow, Dio, all the stuff is still so out there. It feels like he's still with us so much. But Joey, I got to tell you, when I hosted that, obviously that was put together in advance. And when I hosted that, like every other performance was, here's Joey Belladonna doing, here's Joey Belladonna doing. So you really did a lot of performances for that. Was there one that you really enjoyed the most?
6: Well, I, there's songs that I wasn't even planning on doing. They were just throwing them at me and I was taking them right there as I was doing them long live rock and roll. I never did that live, So that, that was a, that was a one that was thrown at me out of nowhere Put that together pretty quick, so that that was fun. Obviously, the the ones I did, you know, the classics, they were
4: awesome just as well. But I had fun. I could wow. I, I have done more. <laughs> wow, I didn't. I didn't know that happened. That's that's kind of cool. So you had to learn all those songs, that all those uh Sabbath songs, Dio songs, or Rainbow songs. No, I, fucking awesome. I did. I did five. That's cool. Uh, I, wish, uh, I wish I was
3: there. Huh? I wish I was there. I, want, I would love to play. Yeah, that. you should have played. You could have played. Well, Charlie, it's just like follow. your own live stream, I'm sure it's archived, and you can go get it right now if you want. You can see what Joey did exactly. <laughs> so let's go. get someone. Go. Let's get another uh, caller in here. This is Sean. And this person, Sean Blanket, is apparently from Johns Creek, Georgia. Is that correct, Sean?
4: That is, that is
3: correct, Eddie. Somebody was from Georgia. Welcome. Thank you.
4: Thank you. And uh, thank you
2: for doing this. This is really awesome. The guys in Anthrax, I discovered them back in 86, 87 when I first saw that Indians video on MTV, and I was like, whoa, this is not your glam metal, rock." And th- th- another interesting fact, Eddie, Scott, we were all at the same Kiss concert in 1977 at the Garden when uh, Piper opened, and that was life-changing for myself.
3: Whose so, turn is it to drink? We got a Kiss mention. Who, who Frankie? <laughs> To, there you go. <laughs> 16th
2: row. My father was actually uh, Bill A. Coyne's dentist back then. I was in fifth wow. grade.
3: December wow. 16th, 77 for me. Scott, what, year, what was it for you? What day? December four, 14th. So you were two I days earlier. Yeah. I saw them
4: before that, though. I saw them before that on the Rock and Roll Over tour. Me too. In February
5: uh, of 77.
3: At the yeah. Nassau Thanks. Coliseum.
5: Yeah, me too. Great
3: Frankie, that was what you was too. your first, Frank?
2: I was, I was with Charlie. I was with Charlie. Yeah.
3: Oh wow! We saw two- Rock and Roll, roll over? over. That's crazy.
4: It was.
2: It my was
3: sister took Charlie.
4: us two times at the Garden uh, for those shows that we were just talking about. Charlie, what show was it that where Gene Simmons threw the the, the
2: towel and the girl? I'm Remember that the guy was, that,
1: that was, was the show. show. That, that was Rock and Roll Over. That, yeah. right? Did
2: I tell you that? We ever told you that joke? I don't that, know. I don't know. Well, Gene, you know, we had these seats we could look backstage and Gene used to do, they used to do the makeup in the back and clean their makeup up, you know, and, and towel off. So Gene used to, you know, wipe off and he put he wrapped the towel like into a knot and throw it to fans in the back, which we all wanted it. So Gene threw it to this girl. And Charlie, was it a guy that came over to her? There's a guy yeah, that he came punched over to her. Yeah, he punched this girl right in the face, dude, knocked her down, and he took the towel away from her. It's a true story, man. It was insane.
4: Oh, yeah. my gosh. And then I was like, because I never told Scott that was fucked up, that he hit that girl, but it was like, you know, <laughs> nobody, no, nobody got the joke. <laughs> I just got it. To- <laughs> but but here, here's my question, because these are great stories. And actually, Scott, I, I read both of your books, and I enjoyed all those stories of you growing up in Queens. I'm also a Jewish man from Long Island, so I can relate to a lot of it. I know Frankie has a book coming out, uh, coming out in October, which I'm really looking forward to reading. And the question is, is for Joey and Charlie. I mean, you guys must have some great stories throughout the years. Uh, would love to hear about them. Is there any plans for you all to write an autobiography? I have a coloring book coming out next year. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: starting small. It's okay. <laughs> Charlie, would you like to do a book at some point? When the band is over. That's what then I you think. can really dish. Yeah, I don't have time to do it now. <laughs> when you don't have to see them anymore. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, it's Joey, even more so that then you can tell the stories about other bands that you don't have to see anymore.
3: <laughs> right, true. <laughs> Joey, what about you? Joey, would,
5: would you like
6: to do Joel a book almost started
5: talking about that. Got a book you want me to write,
6: Eddie. <laughs>
3: Well, I think the caller, Sean, would probably like a book about your career. That's what he was asking about. That's what the other books were about or your life story. Would you like to do a book at some point about maybe you want to write about your love of the Vikings, whatever you want to write about? I've,
6: I've had many people ask
3: me about it. I just, you know, someday maybe, who knows? All right. So nothing imminent from Joey as far as books are concerned. And Charlie's got a coloring book coming. So there's your there's your answer and look forward to Frankie's book coming soon. We'll certainly do something with Frank when the book comes out here on the show. All right. Last person. We go to Milwaukee right now and this is Tom Eggert joining us now on the trunk nation, virtual invasion with anthrax. Tom, thank you. You are last but not least. Go ahead. Hey, fantastic. Hey, thanks uh, for putting all this together, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I've been watching the, you know, the YouTube stuff too here and uh, learned a lot of stuff that I never heard before. Um, I've seen you guys live probably over a dozen times in the last only about 30 years. Um, what are your favorite songs to play live? How do you put songs in and out of the set list? You know, how, how does that process work? Other than, of course, when you got a new album. And uh, am I going to be able to hear you guys play Armed
5: and Dangerous on Friday or anytime soon? Because um, that would be killer.
4: You know... Uh, The the problem with putting a set list together, and I know the other guys feel exactly the same way I do, is that, oh, yeah, we want to play this, we want to play that, and then we'll take a poll from our fans of what songs, and it's always the same songs. Um, But then you always get these people who are like, "Well, how come you never play this? Well, because sometimes, you know, when you're playing like a big festival, it's hard to pull out a deep cut. you got to play the songs that most people are familiar with. So when we do our own show, I think that's when we're going to start picking and choosing and throwing in an obscure song here and there. Arm the Dangerous was a great song. Um, so maybe we'll put that in maybe Friday. You got to tune in and see. Yeah. And,
3: and that I, is my
5: favorite song. My favorite song to play live is caught in a mosh. I mean, I know me too. it seems like, you know, but I, I think someone could probably prove me wrong, but I'm pretty sure since 1987, uh, I don't think it's ever been out of the set list. You know, that might be the one song that's that's never never been out of the set list.
3: Has Indians that's ever my, been out of the set list?
5: Yes, it has. Indians really? has been out. I am the law's been out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. But I think Cotton Amash has always Man. been been in it.
4: Yeah, I love playing that song. Me personally, it gets me so pumped up when I when it starts.
3: Yeah. Frank, we'll close yeah. out with this. We'll get one from you and Joey, and we'll wrap up. What's your favorite to play live?
2: It, and, and I was going to say "Caught" because you, there's nothing like starting that with the bass and seeing the crowd react to that. It's insane. It's it, that's the lighting of the fuse of the show. I see. I, that's that's really when this the show starts, and then it's just it goes nuts after that. So it's that, and you know, there's there's a lot of great songs that I love to play, but that sparks it all the time.
3: Joey, what about you?
6: Uh, I just like playing everything. I don't care. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what kind of book do you want me to write? I'll play anything. You gotta Joey's no, you just easy what? going, man. There's no issue. Whatever you want to do. Living at large,
6: Eddie. No problem. Everything's good. You know, tunes, <laughs> a lot of a lot of songs are not as easy to play live, too. That's, that's the thing with some of the songs that people might want to hear. They're not easy to pull off. Some of them are really great record tunes. They don't have that they're not that easy to just to take, to get across. You know what I mean? And you got to feel them, you know? So it's, it's kind of a good thing sometimes not to really just air out a song that just isn't going to work, you know? But uh, I love, I love all the old tunes, you know, the early, I mean, Medusa has been a lot of fun to, to sing. Cause it's cool. It's wide open. Breathing lightning has been awesome. Lately Indians is awesome. I'm the law, you know, I love all that stuff.
3: I got one question to wrap up from me. Indians has come up a few times. A couple callers came up. Joey just brought it up. If you watch the YouTube series, people who have watched it will know that I actually purchased the original headdress for Joey that he wears in the Indians video. My question to you guys, which I don't know the answer to, does anybody have any idea what happened to that original headdress? When did it when did it see its final days and did it just get tossed or what happened to it? I don't I have no idea where it ended up.
2: Is this an invoice, Eddie? You have, you have money. <laughs> no, Johnny paid for I it. I didn't adding... pay
3: for it. I just bought it. I bought Where it Where'd to go. I bought it. Joe, you, know, that you that have
2: it still. Oh, you got got that You know that.
6: I, I've had that for fuck forever, man. I mean, I had, I have probably about ten made
3: over the years. I had a guy that makes them, so. So but the original, original one that I bought, the story yeah. of that is in, in the YouTube uh series, so check it out. If you want more on the history of the headdress, you're just gonna have to wait till Joey ends up writing his book. <laughs> 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 That'll be Joey's book, the history of the Indians' headdresses <laughs> and the guy who's made them. You're gonna help <laughs> me have- write it, Eddie. Oh, man. Anytime, Joe. All right. Listen, you guys, uh, it's always fun. Anthraxlive.com. Go there and get your streaming tickets, 7 Eastern or whatever time zone you're in. Do the conversion. If you can't watch then, you can watch throughout the weekend. It'll be archived for a while. So you can go get all the information. Go to YouTube. Watch that series. It's fantastic. Uh, The shows are coming back. Live shows are happening. Bourbon, comic books, forty years of Anthrax. Congratulations, guys! It's uh, been a pleasure and honor to call you friends, and I wish you nothing but the best going forward. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh,
4: thank Same you, me, thank you, Ed.
5: Thank, thank you, Eddie. Eddie.
4: Thanks,
3: thank Ed. You rock. That's uh, Frank Bell, Ch- Charlie Bonanti, Scotty, and Joey Belladonna. What'd you want to say, Joe? You last word? Yeah, I was going to ask you when are we going to see you? Uh rock, Oklahoma. Oh, okay. Hopefully, if not sooner, but Rock, Oklahoma, if we're not, and hopefully we won't be shaking in a bus being thrown around in wind and rain like we were last time. Let's, uh, let's, no, no. let's hope. Come, well, it's always fun to hang and talk to my old friends there in Anthrax. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Again, there is video of that entire conversation available on the Sirius XM app. Be sure to listen to me every day, Monday through Friday. Live 2 to 4 Eastern for Trunk Nation on Volume, Sirius XM Channel 106, nightly re-airs 10 to midnight Eastern, or grab anything you want, anytime you want on the Sirius XM app. If you're in the U.S. or Canada, be sure to join me each and every day to talk rock on Trunk Nation on Volume. Be sure to follow on social media at Eddie Trunk. Thanks to Joel Pollack for producing the podcast. Thank you for listening wherever and whenever you do it. Greatly appreciated. I'll catch you next Thursday for another all-new episode anywhere you get your podcast, always free.
0: Hop, hop, hooray! Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find?
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun...